0: Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Empty. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we want to give a big shout-out to our sponsors. They make the show happen, and you could support us by supporting them. Yep. Head on over to WC Fab. Check out the products they have. Uh, the reason we've brought them up every single week that we've ever been a podcast is because they're awesome, and we continue to love to work with those guys.
1: You know, it's I have the luxury. I, I deal with people all over the country, all over the world, right? Emails, phone calls, things like that. It's very, very rare that uh, you own a common rail diesel pickup truck, and you don't bring up, oh, I have this from WC Fab, or um, I'm looking into getting this from WC Fab. Yeah. So, you know, we're really uh, fortunate to have them as a as a sponsor and uh, on board. So, you know, yeah,
0: absolutely. Same could be said about exergy Performance. Uh, if you have common rail diesel injectors and you're thinking about upgrading anything in your fuel system, uh, really, you want to start with talking to XRG Performance. You want to find out what are the right injectors you need for the power you have and then you can trust and rely on the fact that they're going to be consistent they're going to be the highest quality they're going to be exactly what you need
1: Yeah, calibrated power right we work there um every the, day the cool thing about calibrated power is you can get wc fab and Exergy products through our website um, you could always call into the sales line and you know we're always glad to help assist and uh, we also have uh well by the time this airs we have a couple days left we have a couple sales going on over at the shop for the end of summer sale. So we're doing 20% off a couple of the 5.9 turbos. Um, And then we're doing uh, 25% off the tuning in the L5P tuning package. And I think this is a nice segue because that L5P emissions on tuning complements what we're about to talk about today.
0: Absolutely correct. Uh, today, we're going to dive into NOX sensors. So we've talked about doing shows around emissions equipment before. We've done a few shows on emissions equipment yep. and how emissions equipment works. But we want to kick off a new series, a how-to series, where every so often, Chris and I are going to jump into the studio here. Um, we have access to all data through uh, our technicians downstairs. Yep. That's a service that shops use to give them instructions on how to diagnose and repair mm-hmm. specific uh Parts yep. or specific situations. Today, what we had is I asked them to pull me up instructions for the 2020 uh, L5P NOx sensor replacement. Now, there's two sensors, uh, so there is a sensor one, sensor two. Yep. Chris, you're going to walk us through sensor one, then we'll talk a little bit about it, and then yep. I'll do sensor two. They're obviously they're they're very similar uh, in the procedure, yeah. uh, but I thought we could talk a little bit about it here.
1: No, I I like this. I want to go through this, and then one of the things uh, that I guess for us, we decided to land on this. We've, we had a recent customer that came in-house where the truck, it was a 2020, 2021, whatever, and uh, the truck had been to like three dealers. And um, one of the common things that uh, this particular customer, along with a lot of feedback that we get from end users, whether it's Facebook Messenger, emails, call-ins, is emissions equipment's kind of like a, a black art. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. And uh, we're, we're in this pivotal moment, you know, where, you know, emissions on is becoming more and more popular, tuning emissions on trucks, legal stuff like that. Um, the option to do emissions removal is becoming a little bit more questionable just with uh, the way the laws and the standards are product availability. Yeah. Reputable shops that can offer that type of stuff. So, you know, realistically, we want to give an outlet. Right, we want to be able to be knowledgeable. We want to be able to share this information, and then more importantly, the big value is talk about our experiences in house with that type of stuff.
0: All right, so Chris, what I know about N O X sensors, uh, you know, could fill a matchbook. So, yeah. so I have I have the the experience of talking with Jeremy uh, when we were doing our Super Tech segments and going yeah. through through a lot of the process he dealt with a lot of emissions diagnostics. We
1: do here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's one of the things that we've we've kind of built a niche for ourselves of actually mm-hmm. being able to diagnose and repair it. Turns out it's a lot cheaper to replace like a $400 sensor than it is to do a 5 or an 8 or a $10,000 delete job. I mean, So uh, more and more yeah. people are becoming interested in actually fixing the equipment instead of just immediately de- deleting it.
1: Well, I think, you know, if if we're talking specific to the L5P, you know like we yeah. are here, um where I think a lot of the emissions repair costs come in is a misdiagnostic, right? So one of the common things that I see with um, NOx codes is NOx bank one, NOx bank two, sensor one, sensor two, um, inefficiency below threshold, yeah, okay, or above threshold, right? Those are those are two very common references, I guess. It's you could say.
0: inefficiency below threshold when. When it's been crystallized, when when the actual def has been crystallized around the sensor, and that's why it's not picking up.
1: So the NOX, uh, NOX, NOX below threshold is generally, from what I've seen, uh, again a couple different variables. Right. Let's let's say the sensor reads correctly. Yeah. Okay. We'll, probably get a little ahead of ourselves, but more or less, that sensor is reading certain temperatures when the truck is not and isn't a region uh, process. Okay. Okay? So, when the truck knows, okay, my the filter is at capacity and a burn-off needs to take place, okay, what we want to have done is we would like to have um, We would like to see these temperatures ramp up. Right, and that ramp up is going to occur from basically fuel being added into the downstream of the downpipe, heating up the the DOC or the cat, right? That burner, and it's like a blowtorch getting into the DPF to burn off the ash. Okay, well, what you have is is when you have the sensor below threshold, that generally means that the expected temperature doesn't exist, and the sensor is reading lower than what it would want to see, lower than the threshold.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense, right? Yeah.
1: Um, it's amazing though how many times that type of code can be misdiagnosed. And that code, I mean, realistically that below threshold code, off the top of my head I could think of four different things that that could be. Yeah. Okay. And this is where I think you have a lot of guys similar to the customer that was in house, three different dealers, three different dealers replaced NOX sensors. They replaced the sensor itself.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, it had a code about the sensor. About
1: the sensor. And one of the things I learned with Nick, you know, over here with a diagnostic on another truck, one way to simply test the sensor is log what the sensor is reading with the engine not running key off. Does it wig out? Does that sensor have, you know, a spike in in the reading that it shows? Or when the truck goes into the on position and it starts running, is it within a couple of degrees of the other sensors in the system or is it completely, you know, out of whack? Right. So. Okay.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting thinking about comparing it to some of the other sensors in the truck because I think a lot of times what we get is guys, like you said, you, you get a code, oh, I've seen this, it's bank one. Boom! It's four hundred bucks. Pop it out. Throw in a new sensor, yep. and and you'll drive. It'll be okay until the next regen. Until the next regen.
1: Yep. So you know, one of the things that you know we've seen and I've I've ran into in the past is you could have a, a DOC or the cat that's that's burnt up, right? And it's unable to act as a blowtorch, and it can no longer generate the heat to to burn off the the particulate matter in the filter. Or you could be in a situation where, you know, like uh, some of the earlier trucks, like the LMLs, the ninth injector isn't injecting correctly. You know, the GM over here, Jamie, he had an issue with that where the ninth injector was leaking externally. And yeah. It wasn't getting adequate fluid to burn off or to heat up. Um, what I've also ran into is like mass airflow. So there is a correlation to mass airflow reading and then the knock sensor and, and how those correlate. So if, the sensor is misreading, then it's unable to read the appropriate uh, readings on the sensor to know what state it's in for, regen, non-regen, or getting the accurate readings back and forth.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so somebody with a custom intake or maybe just a bad MAF sensor or somebody who put on an oiled filter and now they have a dirty MAF sensor, that could definitely throw off uh, the NOX readings, uh, which is going to cause codes Mm -hmm. or potentially Mm -hmm. issues. Uh, NOX sensors, man, it, it is one of those that... There are trucks that do seem to burn up NOX sensors. Yeah. If we move off of an L5P and we look at like uh, an 1819 Cummins, yeah. uh, pretty well known to go through NOX sensors. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if you own the truck for 150,000 miles You're and you gonna put go in two one. or three yeah. sets. You're
1: going to go through one or two. Yeah. You no, it seems that way. The, the other thing and what was unique, like with uh, the customer that was here in house, again, multiple dealers. All they did was throw sensors in it. I mean, he had sales receipts for over $2,000 in repairs for the same outcome. And the last dealer, the second to last and the last dealer um, told him like, oh, it's your tuner. It's your tuner's fault. Take the tuner out, blah, blah, blah. And they're looking for an outlet, right? Like yeah. they're just, oh, yep, that didn't come from the factory that way. You got to get rid of it. Well, now what happens? Now that puts a bad taste in that end user's mouth. Like, oh, emissions on tuning sucks. It's the tuner that's the the fault and that's the problem. And it was never the tuning that caused it. Yeah. So, three different shops, three different bills for the same part, three different you know diagnostics, right, of recommendations of what to do out as an outcome. And we get the truck here, and the simple diagnostic process took place with our techs where the sensor reads, it does everything it should. The state of the truck when it goes into a region, the sensor is now le- reading below the threshold. Mass airflow sensor checks, the sensor reads, the truck is doing what it's supposed to. What on earth could it possibly be, right? Well, on top of the, your mass airflow sensor, you have... After the that sensor, you have a turbocharger, right? Turbocharger boost, vein position, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, what ended up happening was, is this truck had such a significant boost leak in the charge air system. Oh. That the truck was accruing crewing set, right? And then when the truck goes into a regen, it wants to create heat, it wants to do all these things. And the turbocharger system wasn't operating to the capacity of what the ECM was expecting causing the outcome of this to take That's place so interesting now we've ran into those scenarios maybe not in this specific truck but I remember almost a decade ago we did a video at the shop at our old shop with a boost leak down test on like an old LOI truck and yeah the backstory was this truck was a smoky turd and it had been to multiple dealerships and no one it. could figure yeah. it out and it was a boost leak Right. And now here we are. Fast forward. You know, that was an 0405 truck. You know, here we are in a 2020 year model truck, 16 year newer technology. And you don't have the luxury of seeing the soot. Right. But you do have the luxury of knowing regen process. And sensors and readings and you know it, it's it's more sophisticated right in that aspect.
0: Yeah, well, also and, and I understand the LLY had had the variable vein, but probably not as responsive of a variable vein of turbo technology as what's in the newer generations. Uh So so you don't even feel the lag, yep. right? Right. So even like a lot of the drivability symptoms that we used to know, oh, it's masked. Yeah. Here's a telltale: is like now it's masked and also. That means it's putting stress on everything because you're, you're operating at higher EGTs in the manifold, so of your course. engine is going through more wear. You're you over-speeding your turbo because it's trying to make up for it. You're yep. working your vein cage cages harder. Your solenoid's harder. Every little piece of the truck is feeling more right. stress under a boost leak, and the result is this. This horrid emissions equipment. Right. It, it's all everything gets blamed on the emissions well, equipment.
1: That's exactly. And, and not
0: to say that emissions equipment has earned some sort of statute of reliability. <laughs> it certainly hasn't. We all remember when LMMs came out, yep. and they were a fucking nightmare. Yep. I, I mean, you couldn't. You, nobody made it fifty thousand miles before yeah. they deleted it because you couldn't. I mean, we get guys. It just wasn't that,
1: an option. We get guys that call in. Oh, I have a bone stock LMM. I want to tune it and like. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. you have 150,000 miles and it's in one piece? Like, that's super cool to see, right? But it's it's not common.
0: It feels rare. It's not it, common. Yeah, absolutely. But, and then the LMLs, you know, first generation of yeah. deaf. The 11 and 12 definitely have their deaf fair share of deaf right? issues. And no there's, question. No, there's no
1: secret, even in the newer stuff, there's deaf yeah. issues. But there's something, yeah. as these trucks have progressed, they've gotten better.
0: Well, that that's it. I think what we're unmasking as well is that it hasn't all been deaf issues. Mm-hmm. This is like... This is that whole like symptom and root cause yep. question of the boost leak was the root cause, but the symptom is is emissions equipment. Right. So that guy, his experience is like, I keep having failed emissions yep. equipment. But in reality, that's only because something else was well, wrong. And, and I think as these generations go on and on and pe- yep. more people get better about diagnosing them, I think we'll find that reliability factor is probably slightly higher than what's perceived. There's certainly a fair share of guys out there who have had emissions equipment failures. I'm not defending it by any means. Yeah, we're
1: not we're not here trying to you know uh, uh, stir the cauldron in a sense of of bad information. Or, yeah, no. Or I mean, like I got that. my check
0: from the EPA, so my mortgage is good what? this month. You got um, yours?
1: <laughs> when the fuck did we get ice cream? Uh, I guess we
0: didn't tell you about that. Yeah. Uh, no, but but for real, uh, it is one of those that it's like. Listen, I realize there's problematic things within the emissions mm-hmm. equipment when it comes to reliability. Um, but just don't take that all at face value.
1: Well, I think it's, again, like we said in the beginning, it's an awareness. Yeah. Okay? Um, to the guy who, uh, this this particular customer, I'm just going to keep going back to this situation, um, doesn't want to delete, wants to keep it emissions on, what have you. Let's say that was a different outcome. Okay? Let's say that this guy was like, you know what? Screw it. I want to delete the truck. I'm done with this horrid sensor. I am sick and tired of GM selling me bad sensors one after the other. FGM, there's NOX sensors are junk, to then fully delete the truck and then have a truck that's a smoky pig because of a boost leak that he could have fixed and repaired for free.
0: Yeah, but then he'd be some Canadian tuner's nightmare and not mine.
1: But the point of the <laughs> being oh, the awareness here is, is a lot of times the bad taste in your mouth is due to maintenance or mechanical ability of the truck. And a lot of times that guys do do the emissions off to fix an issue, end up unraveling or unwrapping the root cause of the problem, which is going to set them back more money because of shoddy diagnostics in the first place. Yeah. And that is something that we see often. Yeah. Oh, I deleted my truck and now I have a turbo problem. Well, it's not because you did that. It was <laughs> You were getting what code? The truck was doing what? Well, now we can back into all of the reasons why that took place. Yeah. Um. You know, but these systems are becoming more sophisticated and they are more durable and there is more understanding and experience as to how to diagnose these things to where a $200 or a three or $400 sensor isn't a $3,000 filter. Or a three thousand dollar turbocharger, or um, a, a three thousand dollar job to replace the DOC on an L5P, because to replace that you have to pull the turbocharger off off the truck. Or yeah. I'm gonna spend three five hundred dollar increment uh, payments to GM for sensors that never needed to be replaced <laughs> in the first place. So you know it's this it's this common uh, common ground of sharing information to say, hey, I have this issue. I'm afraid to take it on head on, but there's resources to be able to offer some light at the end of the tunnel to be able to diagnose it.
0: Well said. Guys, if you need help diagnosing your emissions equipment, hey, if we can do it over the phone, we'll try to help as much as we can. If you want to bring it to the shop, we have a uh, full-time, full-service shop here. Like we talked about, we diagnose a lot of emissions equipment and help with the repairs on just about everything diesel. Feel free to give us a call at 815-568-7920. If you want to talk to Chris, you can. You just dial his extension. Yeah,
1: 2121.
0: For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again
1: soon. Uh, Stir the cauldron in a sense of, of bad information.